Hello and welcome to First Draft for the month of September. It is fall, finally, and I feel fall for the first time ever in North Carolina. Um, welcome to First Draft. Today we are talking about book launches. Uh, but before we get started on the show, we're all going to say hi to you guys so you know who's talking to you. I'm Alexis Ann. I write contemporary and erotic romance. And today I am drinking... Uh, the Golden Boy Blonde Ale from the Triple C Brewery here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a very light um, but still delicious uh, craft beer locally made here. And joining me today is also Julia Kelly. I'm Julia Kelly. I'm a historical romance author. I am also Julia Blake. I am a contemporary romance author, So, which actually is uh, the name that just had a book launch, so it's appropriate for this show. Um, I'm drink- drinking a cup of tea today. Um, if you really want to know, I drink Yorkshire Gold, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's tea time here in London, so that felt very appropriate. Um, different type of brew for our show. I love it. And also joining us is our fellow co-host, Mary Chris Escobar. Hi, um, I'm Mary Chris Escobar. Only one name. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) um, I write women's fiction. I am drinking today, or promoting today more than drinking, um, enjoyed the other day, a Founders Lizard of Cause. Um, You know, sometimes you just you buy a beer for the bottle with yes. oh, yeah. lizard on it. Um, it's also, so it's an imperial stout brewed with blueberries, chocolate, and vanilla, and aged in bourbon barrels. I think I would love nice. that. So that's a lot going on. <laughs> I really like Founders too, so that sounds promising. And I was sitting here trying to remember where Founders is, and I can't remember. So I'm sorry, I, Founders, I forgot where you are. But I do love them, and I love their stout. So the Founders Breakfast Stout is kind of a famous... Uh, beer and so I knew that they'd be good at this but um it is a it's like a dessert beer so I would recommend it's a large format bottle so I would recommend sharing this with friends it would be a great like after dinner (laughs) yes like to replace like a bourbon or a whiskey um you could do the this beer but it's excellent it's very very sweet and despite the fact that there's a lot going on it it works anything that has chocolate and bourbon in the description is right up my alley (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. And I, um, the blueberries, honestly, were the part I wasn't sure about. I was like, I don't know how that's going to fit in, but it was really nice. It gave a little bit of sweetness to like kind of the dark chocolate and the bourbon. It it worked really, really well. I'm going to give that a shot. I'm not a fan of blueberry beer at all, which I know is like sacrilege to some of my friends, but I don't (laughs) like blueberry beer or pumpkin beer because they often taste really artificial to me. So if it doesn't have that kind of I don't know, almost too sweet, uh, chemically taste to it. I'd be game. It tastes like real blueberries, like blueberry syrup or something Mm -hmm. like that, or like, like a good reduction, like blueberry reduction, probably, and I won't go down this tangent, but if it depends on how they put fruit in beer. So if they put it in with extract, that's why you're tasting the chemicals. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I learned something every day. Yep. (laughs) I like it. Well, today we are talking about book launches, in part because Julia and I have both been through the ringer in this last month (laughs) with book launches. And so we want to share with all of you the tips and tricks that we tried and learned and not failed. We won't so share the failures, but we'll we'll share. um, Anything we we can caution people against, we can do that. 
we can throw you some cautionary tales, but mostly we're going to focus today on what works in uh, getting your book to market and having a successful book launch. So that's what the show is about today. Um, do you want to start, Julia, with how hard it was to launch something in a completely different genre? So you sure. came into it cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I am in a kind of a the strange situation of having an established historical romance career. And then uh, for various reasons, mostly to do with branding and promotion, my publisher um, urged me, <laughs> asked me to have a second uh, pen name for contemporary sports romance, since it is so different from historical Victorian, you know, frocks and wallpaper um, uh, historical romances that I that I write. And so I, I started writing as Julia Blake and um, Changing the Play is the book that just came out in uh, August. And it's a little bit of an odd situation because I used my Julia Kelly platform in order to promote the Julia Kelly or Julia Blake book. So I'm Julia Kelly slash Julia Blake when I'm on social media. So that was a little bit of a help, but it really is launching cold because nobody has seen me do sports romance before. Nobody knows who I am in the sports romance world. So you're kind of, you're trying to build and pull over an audience from your previous readership. So it's not quite a debut. It's, it's definitely not an established pen name and it's just a little bit of an odd situation. So um, in order to do that, I ended up relying a lot on my existing list uh, for my email list and um, just sort of getting the word out there with some really fantastic graphics that um, Romance by the Cover uh, made for me, our, our friend uh, Alexandra Hutton. And I, so it was a lot of just kind of social media awareness boosting and then a lot of to my readers being like, hey, I do this other thing too. If you like me here, you're probably gonna like me here. Here's why. And trying to um, reach out to them and then get things going in terms of word of mouth. Um, so sort of everything that you would normally do for a book launch just tilted a little bit <laughs> um, in order to accommodate that weird space between debut and not debut debut and established. Because that's really the the name of the game, no matter what you're doing. It's reach people with some sort of, hey, this is what I'm about. Give me a try. And mm -hmm. even if you're established um, and have a base, everyone still wants to know, what's this book about? What's Do I want to spend my money on and my time reading this book? So a lot of your efforts in a book launch are not just in splashing your cover and your blurb out there, but in reaching people with excerpts or with getting your reviews out there and then getting reviews that you can quote in your teasers and stuff so that people have some sort of an idea what this book is about. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the big frustrations is uh, you have to sort of rebuild your cell every single time you put a book out, right? So it's the challenge is that you may have fans and you may have fans who, who like you well enough, but unless you are a one-click, they will buy everything cold with no questions asked, you're going to have to sell them on the idea of spending $1.99, $2.99, $3.99, $4.99, whatever your price point is, over and over and over again. So you have to be very cognizant of the fact that you can't take for granted those people who maybe have been with you so far in your career. You're still going to have to serve them, but you're also going to want to bring in new readers as well, obviously, because you'd like your base to grow. So, One of the things I tried with this book launch was I did a five or six chapter preview of Seven Dirty Lies that I had on... Book funnel, and it's now an Insta freebie as well. 
um, so that people could download what is essentially, I used to write this series as a serial. And so it would come out as four or five parts. And I still write the books in this series as a serial, but I just le launch it all as one book now, as opposed to what I used to do in installments. And so I gave them the entire first volume, which would normally be what I would do anyway, um, and gave them an opportunity to sample this new book from me um, for free and see if they liked it. And then at the end of that sample, it has all the buy links. You know, go buy the book at full price, please. Um, now that you've had it and you know that you want to read it. And one of the things that I did um, to reach people with that was I did a lot of video um, telling people to go get the preview. And it worked really effectively since Facebook in particular is optimizing video so much right now. And so a lot of your book launch strategy really needs to pay attention to what is working in social media at the time because social media is where you meet so many of your existing and potential new readers. And so with my book launch, I did a lot of video. Um, I've done video in the past, but I really emphasized it more than ever. And I really believe that I saw a big uptick in interaction on not only the posts, but then people downloading the preview and then clicking through to buy the book. Yeah, and I think um, I think the video in particular, uh, you do a lot of Facebook Live as well. So there are different ways that you can approach um, video on social. There's also Instagram Stories, which does require you to have a built-in, um, you know, readership base who's following you on uh, Instagram. But it's worth building those people up because you get a push alert when somebody goes live um, and is on Instagram. And so it's fleeting, right, it, which at the same time also makes it kind of this unusual, exclusive, special thing. Um, but the, the big, most powerful thing is that this phone lights up and suddenly, you know, everybody who's on your Instagram followers list gets a notice that you're doing something related to your book. So it's uh, it can be really powerful and it can be kind of that direct person-to-person -person reach out that, that is so hard to, to find in marketing. Absolutely. So... Do you have something, Mary Chris? <laughs> well, I was, no, I had a, I have a question. Yeah. And you may sure. have this on your list to get to, but just about timing and like how early you start with this. I know I got <laughs> uh, kind of from the other side of this because of the books and brews reviews that I've done and the power of the features I've done in the past. I got something recently from someone whose book is coming out in January and she's already sending it around to get those early quotes and, you know, try to get on people's calendars for reviews. So do you have a general timeline for when you like can, to start can I ask um with that with that person is she print or is she ebook only both okay so I'm not surprised that she's uh, starting out so early if she's print because the production schedule is so much longer with print mm -hmm. um in a lot of cases for me I know my my ramp up really starts six to eight weeks before a book comes out which seems insanely short but if you're talking about ebook only, there's a lot less to do in terms of, you know, placement and various other things. Um, so the approach my publisher has taken is much more sort of a short, hot, fast rollout. Um, the book Changing the Play actually, ironically, is going to have a longer tail than my books normally would because it's football season. The book is related to football. We're literally getting, you know, college football just started last weekend. Uh, the NFL season's coming up. Uh, the is this it the weekend. 12th, the 14th. It's this weekend. Oh my God. I think it is. See, living in London makes you very out of touch, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so I think I that you. a lot of it is trying to hit, you know, the sweet spot for you. But I know the first 
time that readers will see something solid from me that is not just me being like, I'm vaguely working on a thing, is when I have a a cover reveal with a pre-order link. I will never send out a cover without a pre-order link attached to it because the reality is that um, since I do pre-orders, the reality is I, I want to catch you, I want to catch the first wave of people so when they open up the thing and they say, oh, that's a really pretty woman in a pretty dress in a Victorian setting and I like all those things so I'm going to click and pre-order, I want to make it as easy for them to get the book as possible at various stages. So that's my starting point whenever that cover, cover comes in. I have, I have two answers. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you have a fan base in particular, a longer launch is beneficial. Um, That doesn't mean you start hitting people six months out with chapters and excerpts and stuff, but there's a cover and there's a pre-order and maybe there's the blurb and some other like teaser type things, but not a lot of information because if you oversaturate, then by the time you launch in six months to a year, people are like, hasn't this book been out? Like, um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen it everywhere. Um, So there's the, um, the, sorry, my Mm -hmm. tongue just got all tied up. (laughs) If you have a fan base in particular, though, it can be great to have a long launch period because one thing that I do is I have a pre-order as soon as I have a book with a vague launch date. And I always do better with a long pre-order window at iBooks because like Julia was just saying, you start collecting people the minute that they're like, yes, I want that book. And the more people you can collect, the better. That doesn't necessarily work for people who have great um, impulse buyers as their fan bases and they get that, that impulse buy on the day of release and then they can shoot up the Amazon charts. It really just depends on where you fit into that structure of who's mm-hmm. going to be buying your books. For me, I like to collect the pre-orders as fast as possible. And with iBooks, I have a nice long window for that. Um, but other than that, I think a four to six week launch window is really great because you can really saturate everybody with this is coming. Here are the links. If you do have the pre-orders or you just get them really excited with the excerpts and the chapters. And then on release day, it's, it hasn't been that long. It's been like, Oh, I'm really excited for this book. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's worth pointing out this contact that I mentioned. I think this is some of the pre-work for that four to six weeks. This is the reaching out to people who have, blogged about or reviewed books in the past so that when you get to that four to six weeks, you've got some quotes to mm-hmm. put out from readers. You've got some reviews. So I think, you know, I, I would look at it as almost, um, I've done you know blog tours and stuff in the past for book launches and you want a little bit of a longer leg on that because you want to be able to use that toward that momentum of the four to six weeks. But I agree with what you're saying about, I mean, I've had that happen where I have been really excited about a book and I've seen so much preview for the year leading up to it. It's almost like I forget when it actually comes yeah. out. And then like a year later, I'm like, oh, right, that yeah. I meant to read that. You don't want that. Yeah. And I, I think mm. it, it's worth pointing out that um, in a way we're talking about two different things, right? There's kind of yeah. like the general pool of readers. So like your umbrella of readers. And then there are people who leave reviews, which is a smaller group of people, right? So those are readers, bloggers, other authors who review, things like that. And then you're getting even narrower, which is people who are hosting blog tours, who are, you know, doing reviews, traditional print uh, print publication reviews. So, you know, the, the library review journal type of things and Publishers Weekly and all those different different, uh, all those different sources, even, you know, if we're talking about literary fiction, because let's be honest, they completely ignore romance, um, you know, the New York Times book review, um, things like that, you're going to get narrower and narrower. Um, and so different, uh, 
different types of readers and different types of what you're looking for are going to require different types of rollouts and different timelines. That's one of the other big things that I've started focusing on is getting the reviews earlier um, so that you can use them as part of your book launch. Because if you wait until your book launch to get reviews, it's, I mean, it's still useful, but it loses some of that oomph that you came out, you know, guns blazing on release day with this person said this and they're calling the book this and you re- reviews can be a very powerful thing to have in your arsenal. So make sure you're planning ahead to get those as part of your book launch. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe we should mention the fact that you have an ARC team, and I'm just starting to build mine right now, um, of readers who have said, hey, I post reviews or I have a book blog or whatever. Um, I would like to get a copy of your book in advance in order to post a review on the release day or in, in the week after release so that you can start accumulating those, those things. And uh, it's a nice relationship to build um, and kind of cultivate that almost um, – to use a ridiculous term, it's sort of super user type of um, type of reader, but somebody who's really going to go out and advocate for you. It's like the traditional model of you know street teams and things like that. Um, and so these people can be really powerful in driving uh, you know attention and getting people, getting your book in front of people and popping it up in algorithms and something like stuff like that. So we should probably do a completely separate show about um, review and you know advanced teams, but. That's another way of generating some of that buzz around your book. Absolutely. And you can do that cold, too. You can start, um, you know, a few weeks beforehand, say, hey, I have a book coming out, and start building your ARC team. It doesn't have to be something that that you have to be established to have going for you. So, Julia, you said that you have, like, a whole timeline to share with us, possibly? <laughs> no, so it's, it's a work in progress, as so many things are. I'm pulling up my phone right now because I actually have it um, on one of my many uh, author assistance tools, Google Keep. Uh, so I do have kind of like a little sketched out reminder for myself of what I do because I'm actually going to have a book releasing in October, and then I'm going to have two more next year that are guaranteed to be on the schedule, and then hopefully more. We'll see what ends up happening. Anyway, um, <laughs> So yes, I do. Uh, so I do the cover reveal on the pre-order link as soon as that becomes live, because as you said, that sits there and collects um, collects email address or uh, buyers uh, for release day. And then usually there are a few things I do a month out. Um, I the book goes up on NetGalley, and so I grab that and I'll send that to any reviewers and bloggers that I have relationships with, and also anybody who paid a read for me for, for the book. I usually like to give people a, a copy of the book as a thank you um, for doing that. Uh, and then uh, that link will now, once I have this, uh, this review team uh, up and running, that link will go out to them as soon as that that's live as well, so they can get their copy, and they can start reading it, and they can start talking about it on social media and leaving those reviews. And then with two weeks to go, um, I do an email to uh, a segmented part of my um, my newsletter list, and that goes specifically to people who are active openers of my uh, of my list. And it's a it's an excerpt with a pre order link and is supposed to drive people to, again, you know, any of those people who've been on the fence, who maybe haven't been reading emails through, just trying to get more opportunities to hit people. Um, And then I will sometimes do a second excerpt as well. And those will go on to my website uh, afterwards. Um, But I do like to give things to my newsletter list first because they're people who specifically said, I want to hear from you. Um, And then on release day, I send a uh, release date email. 
the you know the traditional hey this is exciting the book's out and there are some people who won't do pre-orders and so you know you're gonna grab some people that way and then I also do a follow-up email to people who didn't open that original release date email I segment off my newsletter list specifically for that campaign um, that had the release day and I send my uh, campaign again with a new subject line some tweaks to the text and things like that just in case it hit spam filters, people didn't open it because they were busy over a weekend or something like that. And then I'll also send a, uh, about 14 days after the release, I'll send a, um, a release email that uh, is a follow-up asking for reviews and anything along those lines. And usually trying to sweeten the deal a little bit as well. One thing I'm trying this time around is giving away a gift card to readers who can tell me what the first word of a certain chapter of Change in Play is. Um, just as a kind of thank you incentivized type of thing for new readers. So we'll see how that works. Awesome. Well, other things that we haven't talked about yet, because since Julie has such a great timeline, I don't feel like I need to include a timeline at all. But here are other things that I do um, in, in a book launch that may or may not work for you guys. Um, sales. What can you put on sale as a special lead in to your book? So if it's a series, you can put the first book in the series on sale or make it free. Um, book some uh, advertising around that and that will help funnel people into your new release, hopefully pre-order it um, or just buy it on release day. Or if you have another book that relates to it, you can put it on sale, 99 cents, something to incentivize people to get hooked into your series that you haven't gotten before and expand your reader base before your new launch. Um, another thing to make sure you do is make sure you update all your back matter and any books you do have out um, so that your new book has a link in those books um, and leads them to that. Um, if you can book any guest appearances, take over your friend's Facebook page or jump in a Facebook group or do videos together like this, anything to just help expand your audience um, in the days around your book launch. Um, make sure you're using your newsletter like Julia just described. Um, there are some email exchanges you can do. Hey, I'm an erotic romance writer. You're an erotic, erotic romance writer. We both have books coming out the same week. I'll make sure that you're in my newsletter this month. You make sure I'm in your newsletter this month. And we all have happy readers. Um, and then the last thing I have on here is working with your retailers. If you're an indie like me, you have the option of contacting the different retailers like iBooks or Kobo or Nook and saying, hey, I have a book coming up. I'm going to put this book on sale to help lead into it. And they can help make sure you have visibility on the store for both the sale and for the new book coming out. So those are my tips. Anything hmm. else that we've missed? I, I would add uh, Goodreads giveaways. Oh, um, I always forget yes. Goodreads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because if you, if you do a giveaway um, on Goodreads, then everybody who enters that giveaway when your book publishes is notified. Um, so if you, you can do an early giveaway of an early reader copy of it and everyone who signs up, and I, I mean, you can do as few as like one or two. I think most people tend to go around like, you know, five to 10 copies, but you'll get a number of people who will um, to enter the contest, I think they have to like like your author page or follow you as an author. Add you to and, the shelf or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's it. Add you to the shelf. And so then when you update Goodreads that your book has come out, all of those people that had an, enough interest to click through and join a contest are going to get a notification. Uh, and you can limit it. Um, 
to, you know, if you don't want to, you do, there's a whole ebook thing and I don't want to get into that because I haven't done it and I don't understand it at Goodreads. Um, but if you do right now, the way I've done it in the past is physical books, you can limit it so that you're only sending it, you know, within the country you live in. Um, you can limit the number of copies, but it's a pretty good return on mailing a few books out at, at book rate. Um, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's free to set up the contest if you're doing yes. a physical copy of your book. Correct. Uh, the cost to you as the author is mailing that book out uh, to the people that win. Um, so that's one. And then the other thing I would just mention is very much like Facebook groups and that kind of thing. But if you're in a professional organization looking to see if they do any kind of promo events, um, I know Women's Fiction Writers Association does a monthly Facebook, uh, or sorry, quarterly Facebook launch. So if you've had a book that launched in the previous quarter, you can sign up to do a Facebook party, um, you know, with other people whose books are similar to, to yours. So looking for groups or professional organizations that you're in that might help you target a wider audience. And it's fun because you get to promote other people's work too. It's always fun. I always forget about Goodreads. I'm so glad you brought that up, <laughs> especially because I've been to several workshops about Goodreads in the last year because Goodreads. And so I learned a few things that I'll share super fast. You can post updates on Goodreads. So anybody who's following you will get the, the update. Um, so put up your pre-order link, say it's coming. You can put information up there. Um, and if you're doing reviews and your reviewers are linking you to the Goodreads review, make sure you like the review. You can comment on it. You can also, and I didn't understand this, and I don't think I still understand it, but you can leave your own review, but not as a review, but as your links and stuff to things. Basically, um, it's just a way for things to pop up in people's feeds on Goodreads. Um, but I don't oh, fully understand Goodreads. <laughs> no. It's weird because you have to I enter have it to as a review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I, I backed off of Goodreads when I started publishing because it felt like such a, a tough area to kind of bridge the gap between being a reader and being an author because it is a review-based site. So I have to admit that I'm, I'm pretty lacks in my Goodreads knowledge. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good base for me. Um, and I think it depends on your, on what you're writing and genre, but for my genre, it's a good place to be. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's a whole nother show on leaving reviews and how you handle that as an author, but there are, are ways to navigate it. It's knowing how to navigate it. That is the mm -hmm. pull out your hair. Am I doing the right thing or did I just mess everything up? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird and it's not super user like intuitive. <laughs> so I think that's everything we have on book launches, unless you guys want to pop anything else into the show. No? Okay. Well, then that's our show on book launches. And we'll wrap things up by uh, reminding you guys that we have a Facebook group now that you can go, a Facebook page, not a Facebook group, that you can go and like. And we'll be actually posting, I believe, our, our backlog of shows there as well. So you can watch us on our Facebook page. We have a website, firstdraftwriting.com, D-R-A-U-G-H-T, writing.com. We also have a Patreon now. We would love for you guys to donate to the show so that we can buy new equipment and keep the show up and running and pay for our website. Please. Thank you. <laughs> we have a newsletter you guys can sign up for so you get a notification every time we have a new show come out. And we would love it if you enjoyed the show, if you would like, comment, review, whichever platform you're on so that we get some more visibility and uh, people can, uh, can know what the show is about. 
And before we say goodbye, we're going to go around the room real quick and tell you what we have coming out or what we just had come out. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, you want to start us off? Sure. So Change the Play came out in August. Um, It is my Julia Blake book. It is contemporary sports romance um, between a a female sports agent and a uh, male gentleman uh, sports reporter. And I also have coming up uh, the release of my first Matchmaker of Edinburgh book that is contemporary, I'm sorry, that is historical romance, Julia Kelly. Um, and that book comes out uh, the first few weeks of October. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And that's about it for me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and she's done, which means I'm it's done. Merry Christmas turn. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, nothing super exciting going on. I'm working on finishing up edits on the novel that I've been working on forever. Um, <laughs> so we'll leave it there. And um, you can find me at marychrisescobar.com. I'm very excited about Julia's new book. Um, we probably told this story before, but it's the first thing that uh, Alexis and I read of hers years ago in draft form. Oh yeah. Oh God, that's right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, really cool to see it with a cover and yeah, awesome. Which since Congrats. it's my turn, I can do this. This oh, is yeah, the yeah, book. Sure. She's, for people on video, she's better at this than yeah. I am. She actually has my book with her right now. That's because her book and my book have just been living on my desk so that anytime I do a video or anything, I can be like, hey guys, these new books are out. Have you bought them yet? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's very exciting that after all this time, this book that we first read, the first thing from Julie after all these years is finally a book and it's so exciting and it's very good. So everybody go out and buy it. And then this is my book that just came out, Seven Dirty Lies, and it has a very yes, he is a cowboy, and there's an island, and there's all kinds of good stuff, and I will have many copies of this with me in Destin this weekend at the signing. And you can find me at alexisandbooks.com if you would like any more information on my books. And that's the show, guys. We'll see y'all in October. Yay!